Welcome to the Erickson Covenant Church Podcast. We're happy that you would join us for today's teaching. As a church, we're passionate about helping people find and follow Jesus, no matter who they are or where they are from. If you have any questions about Jesus, the church, or the teaching you're hearing today, please don't hesitate to contact us online at ericksoncovenant.ca. And now, let's listen to this week's teaching. Hey, it's good to be with you again today. Here's my opening question. What are people searching for? Well, we've actually had a powerful engine that reveals to us the answer to that question, or at least what people were searching for online in 2020. Every year, Google puts together some of their top searches all across their platform, And if we turn our ears on and listen, it's really informative. You know, as people who are tasked with the mission of helping people find and follow Jesus, when we see and hear what people are searching for, it helps us know how to effectively point them to Jesus. So listen to this. Now, we know that 2020 has been a bit of a do-it-yourself year. You know, hardware stores and Pinterest and, well, I think do-it-yourself YouTubers have all seen a huge uptick in traffic. And do you know what the top five how-to-make searches were in 2020? Here they are. Number one, how to make hand sanitizer. Maybe no surprise there. Number two, top number two search for how to make something was how to make a face mask with fabric. And the third one might come out of nowhere for you. I suspect there's something behind this search because I wasn't looking for this. Number three, how to make top, third top search, how to make whipped coffee. My son said, must have been a TikTok thing. Number four, how to make a face mask with a bandana. (laughs) Sounds similar to number two. And then number five, wait for it, how to make a mask with sewing. There you go. Top five, how to make, three about masks, one about whipped coffee, and hmm, another one about sanitizer. It sounds familiar. It sounds like this is what we were doing in 2020. What are we all searching for? All the help we can get to stay safe and stay sane. Well, what were the top 10 overall Google searches across the platform? These may be no surprise to you at all. But number one was not about the pandemic. The number one most searched item on Google in 2020 was, wait for it, or maybe give yourself a drum roll, election results. (laughs) Literally, everyone wanted to know the answer to that question. And from what I hear, some still do. And then uh, the top 10 goes from there. Number two top searched item, coronavirus. Number three, Kobe Bryant. Number four, coronavirus update. Number five, coronavirus symptoms. Number six, Zoom. Number seven, who is winning the election? Number eight, Naya Riviera. Rivera, sorry, number nine, Chadwick Boseman, and number 10, PlayStation 5. There you go. Breaking it down, four 
are related to the pandemic, two, to the U.S. election, three, to tragic deaths of celebrities, and then number one was for the, or one of them was for the PlayStation 5, which I have to think might be related to coping to everything else that's on this top 10 list. Okay, one more set of results, because it turns out we weren't just going onto Google to search for things that are way out there. There's actually a category of when people go on and search for things near us. They're the near me searches. So the top five near me searches were this. Number one, COVID testing near me. Number two, early voting near me. Number three, fires near me. Number four, voting near me. And number five, protests near me. Well, to pull it all together, Google produced for us this 2020 in review. Let's take a watch. The most human trait is to want to know why. And in a year that tested everyone around the world, why was searched more than ever. The spread of the coronavirus has passed a significant milestone. And while we didn't find all the answers, we kept asking. Some questions inspired joy. Others, excitement. Life in the bubble. Yes. 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 I don't know what an improper fraction is. Teachers should make a billion dollars. We found politics, y'all. Oh my God. Put it on there and start it up for me. What are y'all doing? Yeah. It's still March. How many days in March? Some questions made us cry. You know, we've been through our ups and been through our downs. I think the most important part is that we all stay together throughout. I love you guys. Some made us worry about this spinning rock we call home. Fires were detected in the Amazon rainforest. Why were so many lives lost? Almost 1.5 million people have now died of COVID-19 worldwide. Why are we still asking the same questions? George Floyd repeatedly told the officers that he could not breathe. So why do we still have strength to continue? from thousands of protesters in cities around the world. Why are we not defeated? We have made too much progress, and we are not going back. We are going forward. Planes are starting to arrive in Beirut, full of international aid. Firefighters from around the world arriving in California. There are over 100 coronavirus vaccines in development worldwide. This is one of those times when people look out for one another and have each other's backs. We kept going for those who showed us the way. Think about how you would like the world to be for your daughters and granddaughters. Remember, the struggles along the way are only meant to shape you for your purpose. Press on with pride and press on with purpose. Why is it that this year showed its worst and we still found ways to triumph? An incredible feat for Maya Gaviera. Naomi Osaka, U.S. Open Championship. Can't let Corona stop you. Can't let quarantine stop you. So until we get to every answer, we're still searching.
What a year. I, I think we can all agree. But you know, people weren't only turning to Google for answers. It's, they weren't. It turns out people were also turning to God, or more specifically, what God had to say, what God's word had to say. Church online and Bible reading apps and stats were way up in 2020. Did you know that? The YouVersion Bible app, which many of you have on your phones or your iPads, and if you don't, I encourage you to look it up. It also tracks the results as people turn to God's word on a variety of subjects, and it turns out people really did. As many of you know, the YouVersion Bible app was developed by one of our covenant churches, Life Church, and it's been free from day one. It's been downloaded to over 450 million unique devices. It's amazing. And every year, the folks at YouVersion share their search results and also their verse of the year, the, the, the verse in the Bible that got the most uh, readers overall. Listen to this. This is from a recent press release from YouVersion. I'm quoting. In a year marked by uncertainty and turmoil, more people than ever turn to the Bible for hope. In fact, the YouVersion community completed nearly 600 million searches within the app in 2020. An 80% increase over the previous year. Did you hear that? Just 80% up from last year. I'll keep reading. With record-breaking levels of Bible engagement in the app this year, the 2020 YouVersion verse of the year is... Isaiah 41.10, do not be afraid, for I am with you. Do not be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. This has been a challenging year with many people facing devastating loss, loneliness, and fear, said YouVersion founder Bobby Grunewald. While 2020 is a year so many say they'd like to forget, we see it as a year to remember how God used the Bible app to help so many people who are searching for answers. Through every hardship, people continue to seek God and turn to the Bible for strength, peace, and hope. Similar to the Google search analytics, YouVersion's searches represent people, real people, you and I, who are trying to make sense of the world around us, particularly in this devastating year. People who are trying to find answers, trying to find comfort and help when all other searches have failed. YouVersion captured their 2020 search results with this short video, and I encourage you as you watch, see how the searches shift as 2020 unfolds. The world must prepare for a potential coronavirus pandemic 
Over the past few hours, fresh cases have been confirmed in countries around the globe. Be alongside of them all day, every day, for 24 hours a day as we care for them. It was the first Easter Sunday Mass held that had no public participation. Yeah, lots of searches throughout the year and certainly a change. But overall, the YouVersion stats are really clear. What are people searching for? God's answer to the fear, the injustice, and the sickness that is engulfing the globe. Fear, injustice, sickness. What are the solution to those things? What are people searching for? What does God have to say about that? Well, there I say it. People, when you bring it all together, people are searching for peace. Peace on earth. Peace within. Peace in their relationships. Peace between different ethnicities. Peace between various political factions. Peace in our world. And not just the kind of peace like, well, the gunfighting, you know, the gunfire has finally stopped or, or the fighting has ceased or the coronavirus has now finally come to an end, but rather a peace that is qualitative. It's, it's rich. It, it, has, it has substance. It's the kind of peace that God promises through the Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ. And it's captured in the biblical word, shalom. The Bible points all over the place, particularly through the prophets, the coming of Jesus and forward, points to a time when God's shalom, God's peace, will be fully realized on earth. And this Hebrew word shalom, it might be one of the few words that regular English speakers kind of recognize. You know, every once in a while we may even say that to each other, hey, shalom, brother. You know, this kind of shalom peace it's full and rich in a, in a way that maybe when we say, oh, finally, the dogs are at peace, you know, they've stopped barking, it, we don't quite capture it. We know that shalom peace is present when the sick aren't just not sick, but rather they're vibrant and healthy. People are whole. Uh, we see shalom peace has come when the fearful aren't just not afraid anymore, but rather have become fearless, trusting, courageous. We can be confident that shalom peace reigns when not just that the injustices have been corrected, but rather the world is flourishing in right relationships across the board. 
And friends, that's what the world is searching for. That's what we are longing for. From the queries that we type into our search bars to the cries from our very souls. And that's what Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace himself, came to accomplish for us and for our world, which is why here on this fourth week of Advent, we are delighting in peace. I invite you, where you are right now, sitting in front of your computer or your iPad or your phone, just to breathe in and breathe out. Because we want to delight in the peace of the Prince of Peace. Our Advent season, this celebration of the coming of Christ where we march in these weeks, uh, typically in December, but even a little bit of November, toward the coming of Jesus at Christmas, has been all about delight, delighting in hope, delighting in love, delighting in joy. And I want to give a particular thank you to Peter and Valerie and Canny, who have been sharing with us how to delight in hope, love, and joy during these first three weeks of Advent. Why the invitation to delight? I think it's because of this. In a time when our hearts and minds are being constantly pulled toward what is being destroyed, we must look to the one in whom all will be restored. And we try to do that on a regular basis here at the Erickson Covenant Church as we are looking through Scripture. We always want to orient ourselves toward what Jesus has done and what he's doing and where he's taking us all to full restoration. And as we've delighted in the hope, the love, the joy, and now the peace, it focuses our hearts and our minds and our actions and our service in the direction of the things that make for hope, love, joy, and peace. Today we're delighting in peace. The alternative is worry, which I think is a constant struggle for some of us more than others, but I think for all of us, particularly in 2020, it's been easy to be given over to worry. And worry, in some ways, it's like the perverse form of delight, where we obsess and we rethink and we mull and we go over things often that we usually have very little control over, sometimes things that are far away from us. And, and these things tend to dominate our conversations and our thoughts and they influence our actions and our attitudes and, and the way that we respond and the way that we pray and the way that we sleep. And in that sense, worry can be sort of an upside-down delight, which is why people often have a hard time of letting go of their worries. Well, here's the invitation for you and for me. Instead of trying to just drop your worries, I mean, have you ever had someone say, Stop thinking about those things. You know, you know the, old, the old joke? Have I said this before to you? I'm sorry if I have. But people have said, okay, right now, do not think about a pink elephant. Don't. No, you are. See, you're thinking about a pink elephant. I just said, don't think about a pink elephant. And you started thinking about a pink elephant, right? It's hard to not think about something, especially when you're told, don't think about it. Instead, we can shift the things that our minds are obsessing about we can instead choose the things in which we will delight. And because 
Delight, in that sense, is the opposite side, the good side of worry. We can choose the things that will dominate our conversations, our thoughts, that will influence our actions and our attitudes and our prayers. And the delights that we choose will have such an influence on the way that we serve, the way that we live. We might be worried. I think we are. Filled with fears or concerns. Worried about the injustice that continues to occur. The sickness that is sweeping our world. I get that. But we can also choose to delight this Advent in faith. The faith that conquers fear. Injustice that overturns injustice and leads toward God's vision, as well as the healing that comes over the sickness that has destroyed so many lives. I want to point you toward two scriptures as we consider how we delight. They're both from Isaiah, and the first one we've already heard. It's the 2020 verse of the year that you version identified. I want you to hear it again. This is the promise. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Friends, I know for some of us, maybe all of us, we need to hear that promise. We need to hear that command, that invitation to not be afraid, to delight in the faith that comes as we see the coming of Jesus, the Prince of Peace. This is such a beautiful verse. And I think can, can stand against many of the things that has characterized 2020. As we remember, we have a God who is with us. We don't need to be dismayed. But that verse in many ways sets us up for number two. Because we have to ask the question, how is this true? How is it that God is with us? How will he strengthen us and help us? Why do we not need to be Dismayed, and that points us directly toward the whole celebration of Advent and Christmas. It points us toward another promise that was given in Isaiah, one of the great prophetic verses that we always bring out at Advent because it, it reminds us of what God was doing in the sending of Jesus. And it's from Isaiah chapter 9. I want to read it for you. Uh, listen to this. Isaiah chapter 9. Verses 6 and 7. For unto us a child is born. To us a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. Isn't that beautiful? Why do we not need to be dismayed? How do we know that God is with us? Because of the coming of the Son, the Prince of Peace, the mighty God is with us, our Emmanuel. There's so much fear in the world. There's so much injustice. There's so much sickness. We know this. So what do we need to delight in? This Advent, 
in the face of that, I want to offer three practical ways we can do this as we move toward a close. First, we delight in peace by highlighting symbols of faith, particularly during Advent. I've not made this any secret in the past. I love the symbols of Christmas. You know, if we had uh, some strange aliens land on the globe during the month of December and look around, one of the things that would really strike them is we love our Christmas symbols. We love our lights. We love our, 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 our um, you know, ribbons. We love our colors. Everywhere you go, there's some guy in a red suit and a funny hat. And, and there's these things, blow up things on people's yards, you know. We love our symbols. Every single one of those symbols, lights, they point to the coming of Christ. They point to the coming of the Prince of Peace. They're symbols of faith. And so just right there, as we are driving around, as we're watching on our computer, I know we're isolated right now, but all around us, we're surrounded by those symbols of faith. And we can highlight them in our own hearts and minds. Every time we see them, we can look and say, Right there, that symbol, that light, that tree points to the coming of the Prince of Peace. And we can delight in those things. Highlight them in our minds and hearts. Pack up the kids and drive around town and look for the houses where someone has gone all out to put these symbols of faith all over their houses just so you can stand in awe of the coming of Jesus. So we can delight in peace by highlighting these symbols of faith that are all around us during the Advent seasons. Beautiful. Take delight in those things. Second, we delight in peace by celebrating stories of justice. For myself personally, I've shared with this, uh, this with you before. This uh, year has not only been about the pandemic for me. It's also been about growing in my understanding of injustice, racial injustice in particular. And so my reading and my learning this year, a lot of that has been focused on understanding our history better, the history of our relationship uh, with uh, people of color, our indigenous peoples, um, our black brothers and sisters. And I've had opportunity to be face-to-face over Zoom with many of my fellow covenant pastors um, from uh, many different ethnicities, but particularly from the black community as we've shared together, as well as the indigenous brothers and sisters, and have been hearing and understanding and growing in my appreciation for the struggle and the injustice that people have experienced. But along with that, hearing the stories of justice and celebrating them. And I want to offer just one to you. My family and I sat down recently and watched uh, the, the beautiful movie, Just Mercy. It's also a book. Just Mercy, and it tells uh, somewhat of a difficult story, but also a a powerful story of justice. And uh, these kinds of stories are told, and when they're told, I think we need to celebrate them because they're signs of God's kingdom breaking in, that the Prince of Peace is, is, is being, he's winning the day through people as they seek justice on behalf of those who have been hurt or wronged. And so one of the ways we delight in peace is by celebrating those stories of justice. And I certainly encourage you over the holidays to watch Just Mercy. It tells the story of Brian Stevenson and, and uh, the, the, the fight that he went on uh, for the sake of, of, of justice. Beautiful. 
The third thing, we delight in peace by singing songs of restoration. The songs we sing remind us of the greatness of, of the kingdom. And I know these are all over the place. We hear the, the regular songs, we hear the new songs, but there's some particular songs we can hear when we're on, you know, out driving on the radio or on YouTube or whatever. And I just invite you to remember again and sing again these songs of restoration. We've been singing through Advent. We're going to sing more on the Christmas Eve service that remind us of this. The one example I want to raise is Joy to the World, one of our most common songs. You know, verse 3. Verse 3, no more let sins and sorrows grow, nor thorns infest the ground. Are you singing it right now? He comes to make his blessing flow far as the curse is found. Far as the curse is found. And when we sing a song like that, we are delighting in the peace, the Prince of Peace, and only the Prince of Peace can bring. Well, Delighting in peace, I wanted to say this before I close, is not about living in denial. It's not about the Pollyanna-ish, I'm just going to ignore all the bad things that are happening. No, it's not about turning a blind eye to the fear or the injustice or the sickness that surround us. It's actually about standing in the face of those things and naming what's greater, calling out what's more true, celebrating the one who is winning back his world. And delighting in these signs and songs and symbols and stories of peace, they're all ways in which we point ourselves and others to the coming of the Prince of Peace. Because the answer for what people are searching for, whether they're searching online, searching the Bible app, searching among friends, or just down in their hearts, the answer to that is in what we celebrate right here at Advent right here at Christmas. The answer to what we're looking for, what we're longing for, what our hearts and our bodies and our minds are aching for can be found right here, right now, as we delight in the peace that our Prince of Peace has accomplished in His coming, now in His work by the Spirit, and in this final promise when all will be right in the world as it's been washed clean of its injustice washed clean of its fears. All sickness has been restored. We've been restored from sickness and the world has been set to rights. And we can all breathe in and breathe out because life really is good and full. Life is shalom. Lord Jesus, we pray that as we celebrate your coming, that you would fill us with delight. Delight in you. Delight in your peace. Delight in the love, hope, joy of you, what you've accomplished for us. And so, Lord Jesus, would you just help us as a community, even as we move into this odd Christmas season, to truly delight in your advent. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. We hope today's teaching provided you with life-changing truth and valuable insight. We hope you've learned of some practical steps forward in your spiritual journey, whether you're finding Jesus for the first time or you have been following him for years. Do you know someone who would be encouraged by what you heard today? We invite you to share this podcast so they can be encouraged too. For more information or to ask more questions, you can connect with us through our website, ericksoncovenant.ca. 
You can also find us on Facebook by searching for the Erickson Covenant Church.